um, safety Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus back at the 40, at the 40, at the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards for a touchdown. And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spinero. Hello, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, and we're just two weeks away from the start of training camp. And get this, six weeks from then, the NFL will be in action. So the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles season is indeed around the corner. This is a special Eagles Live podcast And we are going to dedicate it to the memory of Gary Richardson, a former Eagles employee who passed away recently. Somebody that everyone in the organization loved, someone who is dear to our hearts forever and will always be a member of the Philadelphia Eagles family. Rest in peace, Gary Richardson. So from that somber opening, let's move to the podcast itself. It wasn't that long ago that Jake Elliott was just a young kicker trying to find his way in the NFL. A fifth-round draft pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. He didn't make that team's initial 53-man roster in 2017. But lo and behold, an opportunity arose for Elliott when the Eagles lost Caleb Sturgis in the first week of the 2017 season, a game against the Washington Redskins. The Eagles brought in Elliott, and well, we know how everything has turned out. Elliott's been remarkably consistent and clutch, and he's delivered for the Eagles time and again in his two seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles. When we return to the Eagles live podcast, Jake Elliott joins us in studio some one-on-one time with the Eagles place kicker. The Eagles Football Academy offers hands-on coaching and instruction for football players between the ages of 7 and 16. These one-day clinics are held at the NovaCare Complex and feature non-contact drills led by top high school and college coaches, as well as appearances by an Eagles player, cheerleaders, and swoop. Summer clinics are filling up fast, so visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Eagles Academy to sign your son or daughter up today. We are back on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group insider Dave Spadaro, joined by Eagles place kicker Jake Elliott. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm fine. I, I look through, I've, you know, I'm trying to get all these, these personal information on you. Uh, you've, you're a quiet guy, aren't you? Like, just in general, like, I, it's, there's, not a, there's, not, there's nothing that screams out flamboyant, crazy kicker. You know, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm Jason Kelsey. But, you are not um, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit shy at first, but yeah. uh, you know, once you get to know me and open me up a little bit, um, that's my job. I'll, today. I'll talk. Yeah, Let's that's, do that's it. on you. Okay, so Jake, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on on something that I, I find fascinating because fans don't associate kickers right or wrong with being great athletes, and, and I would call you a great athlete. Um, that that people are finding out more and more about your athletic ability. We had Jason Kelsey on the podcast a while ago and he called you the sneaky athlete of the of the locker room you've got a great baseball background you're a fantastic golfer your tennis game is one that i certainly admire as a tennis player uh you are a great athlete right i mean you, sports has always been a huge part of your life hasn't it yeah i mean um you know growing up that's what it was i was i was an athlete i wasn't i wasn't a kicker i wasn't a football player i wasn't a, just a baseball player, just a tennis player, you know, whatever kind of season it was, that's what I was doing. I was, 
I was the kid on the block that was always outside trying to play with play with all the neighbors, play with all his friends. So, um, you know, I think that was important in developing all the athletic abilities that I have today. And, um, you know, luckily just kicking kind of fell into the into the category that, that I excelled in. We'll get into the story of how you became a kicker because it's a really great story. What got you into sports? Just uh, were, were your brothers, siblings, family, just sports-oriented? Um, I mean, everyone around me loves sports. But, um, you know, I, I grew up in a town where, you know, I had, I had a great group of friends and they were all athletes and we all kind of just went out and played together. You know, we it wasn't the group of friends that sat, sat at home and played video games. Um, you know, you see that a lot today and, you know, even even when I was growing up. But um, I don't know, just I wasn't into that. My friends weren't into that. So we were, we were constantly trying to trying to get better whatever season it was. So whether it was basketball, whether it was baseball, we, we would get the keys for the lights at the local park and turn the lights on at the baseball field and be out there till 11 o'clock That's at cool. night. So, um, you know, it's, it's just the way I grew up. You weren't out there partying with the kid, with the high school no, kids? No, no, no. We were, we were getting after it. Yeah, and it's interesting because you're at that age where when you grew up, it was kind of like if you were good at one sport, mm-hmm. in today's age, you have to play one sport, yet right. you became really well-rounded. How did you escape the one sport, Jake, kind of mentality? Right. I think, um, I think part of it was I just, got, I just got bored of playing one sport at a time. So, um, you know, after I'd had three, four months of something, I was kind of looking for something new. And, you know, I didn't mind going from a baseball practice to a tennis practice to a basketball practice. You know, I love to just keep competing, whether, you know, regardless of the sport. So um, I think, yeah, like I said, it's a lot of just how I grew up. Uh, Is your mom and dad, are they good athletes? Yeah, they're sneaky good athletes. I wouldn't say they, I mean, I know my dad played a little bit of basketball in like D3, but Mm -hmm. um I mean, it's not like they were all big college athletes. I think they, they enjoyed being around the sports. You know, they were great with me as a kid, um, you know, just going outside and playing catch with me or whatever it was. But um, I think the big part of it was I just had a, a close group of friends that all lived very close to each other, and we were always, we were always looking to play. How do you think sports, Jake, has, has shaped you as a man, just understanding that <clears> – <throat> You know, it's it's about being selfless, and you've got to work hard, and you've got to be able to work with other people. In terms of life life lessons, how has sports helped you? Yeah, I mean, I think sports has helped me more than more than anything else. You know, more than more than school has, more than any class I've gone to. Um, just because you learn so many life lessons, you know, whether it's leadership lessons, whether it's responsibility, um, like you said, teamwork. Like, you, you got to be able to to get along with everyone and you know, kind of understand your role in life. The way that Jake Elliott became a place kicker happened in high school, uh, a random kind of let's go kick some footballs and goof around, and the football coach was watching. Can you kind of tell that story? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bizarre one. It took a couple of years to play out. But um, freshman year, uh, wasn't playing football at the time, went to the high school pep rally. It was just kind of there to support and have a good time with a bunch of my buddies. And um I got called out of the crowd to do a field goal kicking contest. By <laughs> whom? By one of the pep rally leaders. I okay. just got randomly selected. A friend of yours um, or just something you just I think to... the, I think, I don't remember it exactly, but I want to say someone, they were like throwing t-shirts out and if you caught one, you were our participant. <laughs> okay. So um, had to have good hands there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, headed on down and hit a few field goals. Didn't really think anything had of it. Had never kicked a football before? Um, I mean, I had just messing around with my friends, playing mm-hmm. pickup football. Um but yeah, I went down there and booted a few through and the varsity coach came up to me, which at the time was a pretty big deal. Varsity coach comes to talk to you. But um, 
said, Hey man, you should really think about coming out and playing. And you know, I kind of just brushed it off. I was really, really into tennis at the time, still playing a little bit of baseball, playing basketball, um, just had all these other priorities and obligations and, um, just kind of brushed it off and said, you know what, uh, I'm busy doing all this other stuff. So unfortunately can't make it work out. But, um, a couple years roll around, um, one of my good buddies, Connor was, he, um, was one of my doubles partners, also a wide receiver on the football team. Um, he had gone out and kicked a few with me a few times and he was out, he was the holder as well for the football team. And one of the basketball coaches that I played for was also a wide receivers coach came and grabbed me off the tennis court during the summer, a couple of weeks before the junior season started, grabbed me, had me come kick a few and said, Hey, you know, come back tomorrow if you want to play and went home, talked it over with my family. Um, you know, decided, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm still going to focus kind of on tennis during the season. So I'll come out to practice, but then I'm going to leave and go to tennis. So I ended up having a really good season, and um, things just kind of rolled from there. It's amazing that as a freshman, you gave up a chance to be cool and join the football team. I mean, no hey. offense to tennis, and I love it, but like kids, you weren't getting the tennis guys weren't getting all the chicks. You weren't. Oh, you were though. Oh, you were oh, though. Okay, no. maybe. Different I don't know. School. I don't know. It depends who's listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I had a, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to be number one varsity player on the tennis team so yeah you know i thought that that was going to be my route for college right you were going to be a college were you good enough to play college tennis yeah i think so i think if i if i had put more time into it and stopped messing around with all these other sports i probably i probably could have been a pretty good tennis player in college so five nine one sixty seven you're listed at now i don't know what you weighed in high school what was it like the first time you put on a football uniform (laughs) the weight of of the helmet and the pat, I mean, it must have, you're not as big as yeah, like, I mean, no, tailor made uniforms it in, was, it was, in Lions Township High School. It was different for sure. Um, you know, my older cousin played football growing up. His dad, my uncle was, a, was a high school football coach at the high school that I played at. And so I'd go over there and, you know, play around with him. Um, kind of my older brother in a sense, but, um, I would put on his football helmet and, when I was a little kid, I decided because I hate wearing this thing, I'm never playing football, <laughs> and uh, things things change. That's so cool. So, uh, so you you're, you get acclaimed at least enough to get to college uh, and kick. I mean, Jake, when when did the idea that you could be good enough to kick in the NFL even for a moment cross your mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm a very in the moment guy, so I wasn't really thinking that far in advance. But I think after probably my junior season when I was on the Lou Groza finalists and went to all those ceremonies and kind of was walking around and seeing all these big names. I thought, wow, you know, this is, this is pretty real. What did you major in at Memphis? Marketing management. What kind of classes did you take? All the business classes, whether it was like micro macroeconomics, um, obviously marketing classes, um, learn a little bit of social media stuff. Obviously that stuff's huge nowadays. So uh, a little bit of everything. A draft pick by the Cincinnati Bengals had to be a gigantic thrill of your life. What mm-hmm. was the scene like? Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, obviously one of one of the best days of my life, making that that dream a reality and getting that phone call. So, yeah, um, yeah all the, all the appreciation in the world to the Cincinnati Bengals for that. Um, kind of getting my foot in the door. And then you get cut, mm-hmm. put on the practice squad. Welcome to the NFL moment. Mm-hmm. It nerves now. I mean, you, you're understanding that. Well, boy, geez, I, I got kind of rejected here. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe for the first time athletically. Possibly. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, 
you know, made all my sports teams, all the tryouts growing up. And, uh, that was, yeah, that was definitely the first, um, kind of kick in the butt in the real world. How'd you deal with it? Um, it, it was tough, you know, when I got the call, um, to come in, I obviously knew what was going on. So went there, it was a tough moment, but at the same time, um, you know, them throwing me on their practice squad gave me an opportunity and gave me hope that, you know, I, I think I'm good enough to do this in this league. And, um, so that was, that was a little boost of confidence, but, um, you know, luckily for me, I didn't have to wait around too long to get another call and, and get another opportunity and kind of prove that, that I belong. And then Caleb goes down week one, 2017 season, the Eagles bring you in all of a sudden you're kicking for a football team that, uh, has, I don't think at that time, anybody really thought this team was going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. second year, Doug Peterson, second year with Carson Wentz. I always think, and I know you've heard this a million times that the 61 yard field goal against the Giants really propelled the Eagles in the right direction that season. As you look back on this, Jake, and I don't want to live in the past here, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, do you still think about that? Do you still get reminded about that? Do you, I mean, the, do you, the memories must have been must be incredible of kicking that field goal, getting carried off the field, and then seeing what the football team did after that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, just being around these guys in the locker room for like you said, it was two weeks at the time of that kick Um, and seeing the camaraderie and seeing what that game did for us is, is pretty tremendous. And it was huge for my career as well. Cause um, I mean, you look back, that's my second game in, I had already missed one kick. If I missed that one with Caleb sitting on IR, when he comes off IR, I don't, I don't know that I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously a huge kick for me and kind of a kickstart in my career. Fantastic. And then of course the Super Bowl. were you nervous for the Super Bowl? You know, people ask me that all the time, and that whole week, everyone was constantly reminding me about how big the situation was, but the whole week, I felt, you know, this this really feels like any other game, and I was kind of preparing like that and trying to get that into my mindset so it wasn't anything bigger than it needed to be, but I tell you what, everything up until then was, was normal until you step out on the field for the first time, and my legs were, my legs were pretty heavy, and it, it was just a different experience. What makes a good NFL kicker? What what are the keys here, Jake? We, we've seen. Look, I mean, I'm sure you have great uh, empathy for what happened with Cody Parkey, who we mm-hmm. all yeah. he was a Pro Bowl kicker here. Love yeah. the guy. I mean, it's really hard to do it year after year after year. What what is the formula for being so great? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just you know finding finding some consistency and and getting in a groove and and feeling comfortable with yourself and your confidence has to be at an all time high. Um, because the moment you start thinking about stuff, that's the moment things start going wrong. Are you an analytics guy? Do you do you study the weight of the football in the right exact spot to hit the football and all that? I mean, I know what's going on. I know what I'm doing. But if if nothing's wrong, I'm not going to go over analyze anything and and try to fix it. So um, I'm I'm a big feel guy. So if if things are if things are going well, I'm not going to try to mess with anything or tweak anything or go watch a film for four hours trying to piece together what's going on all right so the numbers say amazing consistency two years here 26 of 31 each regular season with eagles perfect uh, uh in the playoffs magnificent field goals uh, extra points very consistent both years I, I i'm looking at all these numbers i'm trying to find a kind of a flaw do you have <clears> a <throat> is there a flaw in your mind some a number that you want to really improve upon 
I just think you just try to shoot that percentage up every single year. Yeah, that, that's really all. What I'm is looking the standard at. now? What what are, what are, do you have? A- I mean, you shoot for ninety percent every year. I would say. I mean, obviously, a hundred's the goal, but yeah. um, you know, that's that's very hard to do in this league and the conditions that we kick in up in the Northeast. So, um, I mean, you tr- you try to make all your kicks. Obviously, you you never want to miss one, but um, you realize it happens. And and for me, it's how how do you bounce back from that? I read a story the other day. I guess his name is is it, it's Aguayo, the former. Uh, second round draft pick Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to Roberto Aguirre trying to get back into the league do you follow a lot of kickers or your buddies is there a good fraternity of kickers yeah absolutely I mean we all kind of know what each other go through and um, have all kind of come up in the same system a lot of guys come through Cole's kicking that's what I came through and we'll get together in the summers and a lot of us will train together so and it's fun to kind of piece together all those guys and learn a little bit from them what they're doing and they'll do the same from you we're looking ahead to training camp now. Um, you'll have a break here. What will you do during the break as far as training goes? Will you take time off, keep the leg fresh, or will you keep at it? Um, I For the past couple of years, I've kind of taken five, six days off once we finish mini camp, and then we'll get back into a rhythm, go two, three days a week, and then just slowly but surely ramp it up until okay. training camp starts. Uh, all right, let's get some questions. We've got some good, fun questions here. Now, the first group of questions here, Jake, is not going to be about football. And one of the sports that we've, talked, uh, we've not talked about here is your game, your love of the game of golf. Oh, yeah. All right, so producer Chris Barletto has put together these questions. We don't know how accurate they are because we've had some issues in the past. So <laughs> if they are uh, amiss, please make sure that you let us know. It is time for Golf Trivia oh, with boy. Jake Elliott. We will give you the golfer's name, and you tell us which major or majors they are missing to complete a career Grand Slam. Rory McIlroy, what has he not won? U.S. Open. Incorrect. The Masters. He hasn't won the Masters? Well, no, no, this is PGA.com. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess, he's like, no, I guess so you're right. I guess you're right. <laughs> he's so defensive on this. That's the first one that came to mind, but just like seeing Irish Rory McIlroy, I just picture him in green. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he's no. very, Chris is like, Chris has been under assault. Have, All right. Phil Mickelson, which, what does he not want? He's won the Masters for sure. Yeah. Um, it's the British? He's, he's won all but the U.S. Open. Golly, really? Yeah. Jordan Spieth, who's inter- career, very interesting career, right? It was like the next superstar. Yeah. He's not won one championship here. One of the, this one, this one major. Is it the PGA? That's correct. All right. Brooks Kepka has not won two. He has not won. The, the, he has not won the British. Correct. And, and he's he not has won. not won the Masters. That's correct. Good job. Last one, Dustin Johnson, who's a winner in life. Uh, with he hasn't won the British. Yeah, he has not won the British. That's correct. Is it two he hasn't won? He's won, he hasn't won three of them. He hasn't won three? Yeah. British PGA Correct. and Masters. Correct. Oh, n- nicely done. Nicely done. All right, now five Slow questions. start. Slow start. It's okay. <laughs> now that I've got five questions that I have come up with, five right. questions for Jake Elliott. Jake, describe your pre-kick routine. We did this at a, uh, a fan event over mm-hmm. uh, in, in 2018 during the season. I, I never even realized it. If you can describe it without an, a visual audience here. Sheesh. It is, it is tough without a visual audience. But I'll say starting during the offensive drive, I will try to get one kick into the net in for every first down. Sometimes I'll throw one in every third down. As we go down the field, 
I'll just kind of stay loose and figure out where where this ball might be kicked from. If we're on a left hash, if we're on a right hash. Um, and then as we're running out there, I'm trotting out, trying to trying to get a feel for the wind at the time because it's different once you get onto the field as compared to the sideline. Um, okay. Whether that's looking at the flags or just kind of feeling it by myself. Um, get out on the field, kind of find my spot. Sometimes there's there's little divots so you got to adjust. Um, Line up the target. Take my take my three steps back. Kind of draw a line with my arm. Kind of kind of like a golfer would line up a shot. Um, take my two two and a half steps over. Same thing every single time. Got to be the same same distance away from the ball, just so everything's consistent. Um, there's this weird thing I do, <laughs> and I described this during that event. Um, much easier to see visually, but one time I just kind of clicked my fingers on my third step over, and. I hit a really good ball, so I, ever since then it's just been kind of a kind of a thing that I do. But um, so I'll do that every single kick. Um, look up, kind of visualize where that ball is going to go. Visualize what that ball is going to look like flying through the air. Look back down and give the okay, and it's off and gone. Here we go. I like that rubbing the fingers. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, Very uh, specific. Do you uh, have enormous leg strength? No. This is not part of the questions. No. You, how much can you leg squat? Just I, I have no idea. Oh really? You want uh, to do I have, that stuff? I have no idea. I I won't ever load 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 up a bar like that. What kind of what um, kind of workouts do you do? For me, I, I mean, there's a little bit of like strength stuff like that that I'll do, but but for me, it's more explosive movements, box jumps, band work, uh, banded broad jumps, banded jump squats, stuff like that. I'm really working on kind of exploding with my hips. Okay, number two, how many balls do you estimate you kick into the net during a game on the sidelines? Way too many. I need to, that's going to be my number one goal this season is to tone that down a little bit. Is that right? Um, yeah, because sometimes I'll get to the end of the game and it's just, God, I've, I've hit way too many balls and I'm, I'm kind of gassed here. But I would say anywhere from 100 to 200 balls. It's, it's a lot. Out it's of a lot boredom? Of out of fear of getting I think rusty? I think it's, um, for me, it's, it's just a rhythm thing. Because if there's a pick six or something, I don't want to just be sitting, sitting on the bench not ready for that. So I think it's... Um, it's more of an anxious thing where, where it's fear of not being ready. Okay. So I, I just I, I need to be ready at all times. Do you like the PAT rule, moving it back? I don't mind it. I think it's um I think it makes the game interesting for sure. Because um I'll I'll say like in high school and in college you you almost use those kicks as as rhythm kicks as kind of confidence kicks and now uh, you know nothing nothing's a gimme anymore. Okay. By the way, how was Camus, Camus Grugier Hills form? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed by yeah. it. Yeah, so it was a lot very, of, there's a lot of leg strength there, that's for sure. He back, for goodness sakes. <laughs> All right, do you have any hunger to show off your athletic ability and be part of a trick play in a game? I do, but I don't know that we can give that away. Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, it, I'm not saying it's in the playbook. I'm saying that... No, I'm not like going to say anything that, okay. about it being in the playbook, but okay. yeah, I, I would like to do that. Okay. David Akers had a great... Uh, what did David Akers do? Did David, David Akers ca- caught up or no, had a tied a Coy Detmer flipped it back to him? And I think David ran for like a first down. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> David Akers is a great yeah, athlete. We need to too. get out there. Rank the three easiest stadiums and the three hardest stadiums in which to kick. Oh wow! Three easiest. I, I don't even really have a list. It's just anywhere inside. Okay. Any of the indoors. Fair. Um, the three hardest. I would say. Chicago, possibly Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Water, water. The wind comes off the water. Yeah, comes yeah. off the water and through that one opening. Um, 
I'm trying to think of another one. I've heard I've heard Buffalo, but You'll we'll find, we'll out, find out this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, really, any of those northeastern stadiums are Washington, no problem. Washington's not that bad because it's so high and rounded. There's not a whole lot of openings. Um, you definitely get some swirly winds in there, but it, it's better than having kind of an open slit in the stadium. Is Dallas a distracting place to kick? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I would say out of the indoors, that's probably the toughest just because of the feel in there. Yeah. Uh, the lights are bright. It's kind of flashy with the windows in the background. but Yeah, yeah. there's like a crown, weird crown yeah. to the field anyway. All right, number five. Which would you say is the most important kick of your NFL career and why? Who? I think it's got it's got to be the sixty-one yarder, but I would say a close, close second is that Super Bowl kick. Yeah. Um, the sixty-one yarder, I would say, just for the sake of my career and kind of giving me a kickstart and big confidence boost, starting off in the NFL. Um, but then that Super Bowl kick, obviously huge for <laughs> huge for a lot of reasons. Okay. Um, yeah, big big for the city, and obviously that's that's the biggest stage you can do it on. What do people mostly say when they meet you? They, they find out you're a kicker. Do they, <laughs> do they say, "Hey, wow, you look bigger on TV"? Yeah, yeah, that's the number one thing. <laughs> wow, you're you're way smaller than I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can kick Which it is farther fine. than you. That's fine. Jake Elliott, we thank you so much for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. We will look forward to a great season from you. Uh, Training camp comes up. It's it's right around the corner, man. It's it's yeah. We're looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, really, looking it's, forward it's to it. Good vibe in this building. Great vibe. Yeah. Great vibe. We're ready. Jake, thanks so much. The All Eagles right. Live podcast thanks, here with Jake Elliott. Thank you for joining us here. We'll be back in just one moment. And that will do it for this week's Eagles Live podcast. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining each and every week. Next week, we're back. Head coach Doug Peterson, just another week away from training camp. He will talk about his upbringing, his approach to coaching, and he'll talk about how excited he is for 2019. Thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly.